right. So um, when I was, uh, I wonder how old I was. I was about, I say 12, about 12 or 13 years old. I um, developed this uh, scam, this movie theater scam, because uh, my little brother and me went to go see The Page Master. And it was like Macaulay Culkin's next oh, film yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, that. Yeah, after Home Alone. And we thought it was going to be dope. And, oh, we're going to go check it out. And it turned out to be like half cartoon. And like, I was pissed. And I was like, this movie sucks. You know, it was yeah. terrible. Yeah. So I said, fuck this. And then, uh, oh, do we got, uh, sure, oh, yeah. So 100%. I said, uh, so I was like, fuck this. And so um, I got our ticket stubs and we went down to the um, water fountain in the mall. And I was like, so I got the, I, I wetted them. I wet them and I was like, rubbed them together and kind of made them all faded out a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> Threw water on us, both of us. And then I went to the, um, the box office guy and I was like, yo, uh, we, we got in trouble. We're getting kicked out the mall. So, cause we're in the, we're f- fucking around the mall, mall uh, in the fountain. And he was like, oh, okay. I was like, can we refund these? And he was like, yeah, sure. But I had, you know, faded out the time. And so he had so, but he could see that it was the page master and yada, yada, yada. Right. He gave me my money back. And I was like, looked at my brother and I was like, that shit worked. And I was like, hold on, stay right here. So I went to the guy that te- checks the tickets and he had already seen me go in. So I go, yo, um, I think I left my wallet in there. Can I go? Can I go grab it? And he was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. So I went to another movie that was about, because, you know, they showed the times of the of their play. Right. So I went to one that hadn't started yet. And then I was waiting for someone that I can ask to get their ticket stubs. Because I was like, if I, I could refund them now, I know that I could do that. So I waited for somebody and I was like, and I, you know, and as I'm watching people walk in, I'm like, no, they won't work. They won't work. They look too stuffy. And I go, size of people <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah. And then I seen this couple and I was like, yeah, this dude, this, he got a date. Or he's going to definitely. So I was like, yeah, man. I was like, do you mind if I get your ticket? Uh, I'm going to sneak my brother in because I don't want to go through the back door. And everyone was like, that's a good ass idea. You could just sneak him. Now. I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, okay, oh, babe, give me your ticket. So I, I got their ticket stubs and I took, and I gave my brother, I go, uh, we did the kind of the wedding thing. I go, now you do it, but you do it to the other bo- box office person. Don't do the same one. So he came out and, you know, it's not a lot of money. It's like what, 16, 17 bucks at that time, you right. know, and the, and it was matinee, but to a 12 year old and, you know, my brother's like eight, we're like, whoa, we got like making dollar money rings and <laughs> we out here now right. going to sweets factory, you know, we're, we're kind of living it up. And then I was like, yo, I go, that works. So I started doing it regularly. But this time what I would do is I would, uh, I up the game. Every time I have a, like, so I would do scams all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mind you, you're 12 at this point. Yeah, I'm 12. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, cause I was, I was, I wasn't even afraid of the cops. I was more afraid of my mom ever finding out. So if oh, yeah. I did a scam, I had to make sure it was foolproof. Yeah. So what I did one time is, uh, so with that, I, uh, I, I, but I always up it. I always push the line. And, um, there was this. Uh, napkins that are, you know, the condiment parts. So I grab, I thought I invented this idea, but apparently I did, and it's called yeah. paper jamming. I didn't know, but at the time mm. I thought I did. So I grabbed it, I grabbed a whole bunch of napkins, and I went to uh, every back door of the movie theater, and I put napkins in the keyholes mm. so that it doesn't latch. It just always stays like that, you know, because there's... For the back door? For the back door. Because, gotcha. you know, if they close it, then, you know, right, so yeah, if, I ju- if you just... Put, it never. All you have to do is just grab your fingers in the top of it yeah. and pull it back because right. it never latches. Right. So I did it on all of the doors. So that in case someone find one of the doors, it's okay because I got four or five more wow. options. So wow. what I would do is I would buy a ticket. I would go in. I would uh, ask a whole bunch of people for their tickets, come back out, refund them all, go back in one of the back doors, watch, a, watch the whole movie, watch a second movie, you know, wait for the shift to change, wait for matinee prices to go up, and I do it all over again. What kind of Wall Street <laughs> <laughs> cocaine? Yeah, and I, I did that like, um, 
I would go to the movies and make like 60, 70 bucks. And like, you know, I turned 14 at this time. Where was this at? This was in downtown Sacramento. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, and uh, sometimes in in a place called Arden. Uh, And so uh, I was, I was doing that. And then, you know, I'd make the money and then I'd go buy weed and I'd step on that. And then, you know, started slowly but surely. (laughs) So you started just growing. (laughs) Yeah. You're 13, you're 14, you're a movie theater hustler at this point. Yeah. (laughs) You keep pushing the lines, keep pushing the lines. And it, and so one day though I was at Arden the Arden movie theater that we have over there yeah. and um, like Star Wars Episode One opens up and this is the first movie to ever open up uh, and play around the clock and I'm like in my brain I'm like oh I'm gonna get paid yeah you know because yeah. now I'm now I'm looking at paper and I'm and I'm reading box office you know now I'm reading like trying to figure out what makes yeah. me the most money and. So I noticed, though, that in the movie theaters, like this time I'm 16, I'm around yeah. 16, 17 years old, and I noticed that the movie You theater, got a full-blown career at this point. Now I'm, now, yeah, <laughs> I got a pencil in my ear, I'm over right. here uh, checking out the market. Know the employees and shit, hey, Sarah, how's the baby doing? Good? Yeah. All right, cool. You 14 and shit. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> this, this time I'm, I'm, I'm about 16 now, and uh, there. Uh, so the movie pops off, but I noticed that- the the workers are all my age. That's mm. the thing too. I noticed. Right. I was like, and the only thing that separates you know the the ticket checker from the manager is a suit. That's it. Mm. So my brain, I was like, yo, I'm gonna push this a little further. Jeez. So what I did is I got a um, I got a uh, disguise. I got went bought a uh, went to the, the secondhand store and I got a suit. Yeah. And then I cut out a little un- uh, um, century logo and I made a I made a name tag. No, for myself. you didn't, bro. Yeah. No way. And I went, to, I went to the movie theater and instead of having to ask people, because that was another thing too, that was a whole salesmanship thing. Now I don't even have to ask people. I got this suit on, I got the flashlight and I'm inside the theater. It's what? no, and I was, and, and I didn't even have to say tickets, please. They just kept handing me all their tickets. At one point they handed me so many tickets. I was like, I can't refund all these at once. Yeah. So I got to call, I got to recruit some people. So I started recruiting cats what? and I was like, yo, you got a car. You got to come over here real quick. I need you to, re- I need you to refund 10 tickets. I need you to refund uh, seven tickets. And then I was like, you guys for every, every five tickets, you kick me back one. What you know, kind of multi-level <laughs> marketing <laughs> shit is this? In Dude. the movie theater, where are your parents, Carlos? Uh, my, my dad is, <laughs> my dad's out hustling drugs. And my, my, they're both, they were both uh, drug addicts too. Wow. So it was kind of like, you know, wow. so. And then so it was uh movies was the gateway drug for you. I could do theaters. I'm not gonna go right into drugs. I'm yeah, because just... the movie theater was the was the babysitter. You know God, what I'm saying? Right. Like if they were out and about doing their thing and they want to get rid of me and my brother, we go to the movies and we see we God. see the same movie two, three times a day, God. you know, and then we go home to you know, I home wasn't the greatest place to be, but yeah. you know, uh that's here neither here nor there. So yeah. I was like uh I went to um so what happened was uh uh I did that and when I, I recruited a dude that had a car, and at the because I, I didn't drive, I have a car. So now we're not only hitting that movie theater, we're hitting all these movie theaters. Bop, bop, bop. I got, I got like I got like three, four Gs after, after a while. What? Like I was doing it. Uh huh. That sounds like a bomb ass documentary. I want to see this shit. Twelve year old you just fucking Dude, mashing a ticket off. There was one security guard that kind that kind of knew what we were doing, but didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah. And it was funny because I would see him around town. Like uh, I think he knew. But he really, what was he gonna do? Like, well, he, yeah. you know, because he was he was riding the bus with us. I remember seeing him on the on the on the light rail on the bus a couple times right. going to work. So he's probably like, I ain't got time to fucking, you know, these kids ain't they're not they're not causing any ruckus, you know. Right. So fuck it. And um, 
But the thing is, there's such a high turnover too in movie theaters. So that was mm. another reason why we we're able to do it so many times. Because like you know, nobody could keep up with who's a new dude, who's not. Yeah, gotcha. all the time. So uh, there's always like just like one main person, but you just gotta stay away from that one main person, and they don't really actually be on the floor because gotcha. they were already on the floor at one point. They're like, uh, do you guys deal with it? you guys deal with? So that? did you have to go in there to a new movie theater first and kind of stake the place out and just kind of yeah, kind of pay attention and watch how people are moving and shit? Yeah, like, like which doors are the exits <laughs> in case we do get caught when we run out where this the cars. This sounds at. like heist. We'd have the car parked in the like in the, in, the, in, the, in a specific spot in case we're like okay once we hit these doors no one knows that these go outside actually you know and then it goes right to the car right get the napkin you didn't bring the napkin yeah you forgot the napkins Benny <laughs> for real I'll get the put the napkins in that door I'll go get the right side all day <laughs> I, I I got hell I was like and then I had like all this money and I was like yo I'm gonna buy a car yeah and I was like yo why am I gonna buy a car you know I've already traveled Sacramento yeah and I and this my my one friend put uh, my one friend. I don't know why I said it that way. Yeah. <laughs> my one friend. Yeah. Uh, he put it in my idea, in my head, the uh, the idea of um, traveling, you know, because I was like, I'm going to go to the Air Force and, and travel the world like that. And he yeah. was like, well, you could just do it yourself. Why don't you just do it now? You got enough money. And I was like, you know what? I think I will. To travel? Yeah, to travel. Wow. And I'm I'm like, I'm a, I'm a kid on food stamps. Yeah. Um, my parents are addicts. My, you know, like it's, it's I'm not living in a good area. Right. So you were ready to get away. I, yeah, I'm ready to get away, but yeah. I'd have never thought to go to Europe until this cat was like, you should check it out. Check it out. And so I looked and I found that a ticket at the time, a round trip ticket, if I booked six months out is $600. I was like, damn, that's not nothing. And then I found a Euro pass, which was like about a thousand dollars, and it was, I think it was fourteen EU countries at the time, mm-hmm. and you could do it for three months. You could just, it's like a like a ultimate rail pass. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'll I'll fuck with that. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that. I flew out there. What? I had a buddy who lived. Wait a second. Yeah. So you're still a teenager. I'm about 19. 19 now. at this point. Now I'm 19. You're yeah. teen like a mug. Yeah. Now have you traveled outside of Sacramento? No. Nope. Kind of. <laughs> so just like that, First you're time. like I'm going to Europe. I never traveled out of the states wow. at all, I, or even out of or out of California. Wow. This is my first thing, and I was like, so, and this is how stupid I was too. How dumb. <laughs> I, I get to. I'm in London, and I'm like, yeah, just hanging out in the pub and shit like that, and I'm drinking, you know, because you could drink, you know. And I was, yeah. I was, that was a thing too. I was like, yeah. oh, this is crazy. So, um, and it was funny because. Uh, he, this guy was like, "Well, you're up for next, mate." And I was like, "I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go to France." He was like, "Oh," and he, I was like, "He was like, how, how, how are you gonna get there?" And I was like, uh, oh, "I'm gonna hitchhike. I've heard that you can hitchhike out here." And you know, da, da, da. and he was like, "But what about, what uh, fucking English Channel, mate?" Yeah. And I was like, "English Channel? Right. I didn't know that there's a body of water between." you know, the UK and Europe as a continent. Uh, and I was like, oh shit. He goes, yeah, you got to catch a ferry over. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I, at that time, I didn't even know what a ferry was either. I was like, what the fuck's a ferry? Right, <laughs> you know? right, right, right. But I get to, um, I get to France I'm, and I'm in Calais from Dover. You got to catch a ferry in Dover, the white cliffs of Dover. You could probably check it out. But mm. all this shit I'm stumbling upon and I don't even know it, but I'm just no, taking it all in. And I, I go over to Calais uh, in France, and uh, I hop on a train, and I'm in this. I, I hop on a train, and for some reason, I don't feel that I'm on the right train. And I and I go to you know this uh, this uh, French guy, and I was like, "Yo, uh, is this going to Paris?" And he goes, "Pardon, monsieur." I was like, "Is this going to Paris?" And they're like, and I was like, uh, "Paris? Is it going to Paris?" He was like, "Ah, Paris." And I'm yeah, like, "You fucking yeah, asshole!" Yeah, yeah, yeah Paris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I'm lost. Yeah. And he goes, "He goes, no, no, no." And I was like, "All right." So then, it's a pretty good French accent. That's pretty good. <laughs> and so I get off, and I get off, and I uh, uh, 
And there's these, I, I'm not knowing because I don't know shit. Yeah. So I'm getting off in this stop in the next stop, and I didn't know it was a village. I have to walk like two miles in. And then when I get there, everything's kind of shut down. And I'm like, oh shit. So I walk back out and um I'm at the train. This it's not even a train station, it's just a stop out of nowhere. Yeah. And it was just insane to me. And I was like, oh shit, like it's getting dark and it's right. Sunday. Right. Like, things don't run frequent on Sunday. Right. So I was like, okay, well this, and I started looking at the map that had like a, a times and I, and I couldn't find the times. And I was like, oh shit, I'm stuck out here. And I was like, I seen a phone booth and I was like, oh shit, I'm, I'll call my own. Cause I started freaking out. You're all alone. I'm all alone. You don't even know what the fuck. You can barely speak to people. Dude, I don't, I, wow, dude, I'm a, I, then I understood what an alien was. Cause <laughs> I was like, I can't speak it. I can't right. read it. I can't write it. I can't tell. Cause I was like, I'll call 911 and I'll tell them where I'm, you know, help me out. Surprise mother. <laughs> but what France? What if nine one one's not in France? Right. There's probably maybe it's seven one one. Maybe it's something I, else. Maybe it's I don't know. Right. And then it, off off top, the, uh, and if I do get somebody on the line, how am I gonna tell them? You know where I'm at. Right. I, I'm I'm in fucking I'm in jeans and 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 a hoodie. Right. I don't know where I'm at. You know, trace this call or something. And then yeah. uh, as I'm on the phone, I, I was about to grab the phone. I see some trains, uh, Bannon, and I was like, yo, I'm going to go sleep in those for the night, and then maybe tomorrow I'll catch a plane. Because I already had in my head, like, I'm ready to rough it. And uh, it was hella funny because uh, I go, fuck, I'm going to get bit by a spider. I go, what if they have, like, killer spiders here, bro, that I don't know about and all this other right. shit? I started flipping myself out. Yeah. And then out of the distance, super far, because it, it was dark now, and I, I just see a little tiny light, and I was yeah. like, please, God, right. let that be a train. Right. And it was a train. And then my next thought was like, please, God, let that train stop here, you know, because right, I, I was afraid right. that it was going to pass by, and it right. stopped. And I ended up getting on it, and I and I went to the next town, and I was like, "Yo!" And that's where it was a bigger city. And then I got a place to stay. Wow! And then I hopped on the train, and I got to Paris finally. And I was like, "Yo, if I could survive that, I'm glad that that happened. I got lost the very first time right. out. That I handled it okay. Yeah. That now I could do whatever. So now I'm in Paris, hanging out in France, and I, you know, the the thrill of it's gone now." And I'm like, all right, let's do this shit over again. Let's go to Italy where yeah. I can't read. I can't write. I don't know where the fuck I'm at. And I'm starting to, you know, and after that, I, I didn't ever want to bust out my travel book either because I don't want to look like a tourist. I wanted to blend in. So, like, I would walk around for hours and hours uh, uh, all over the place. And, like, I stumbled into the Coliseum by accident, the nice. ruins. And, dude, it was it was fucking, wow. it, it was dope. It was all on the same trip? 19 years old, something like that? 19 years old, yeah. I went to wow. I went to 12 out of the 14. Wow. I just started, I was out there for, like, three and a half months, just, uh, you know, sleeping in trains and parks wow. and pe- hostels, people I met. That's crazy. I learned way more in three or four months of Europe than I ever did in four years of high school. Wow. I was just about to ask, how do you think that experience like changed your whole life and perspective? Coming Dude, back? I, I, the perspective was just interesting because like I realized that, um, that it's, uh, it's everything that I was worrying about doesn't mean shit. Mm. I was like, it's just one town in one city in one state. It's not even a big deal. Every lost fight, parents' addictions, welfare line, none of that shit matters. Every right. choice I make now, because right. I was I was forced with every choice I make is gonna I'm gonna have the effect. Not later on. I'm gonna have it right now. Right. Like if I hop on this train, I'm wherever the fuck it takes me. I'm right. I'm in I'm in Dover or or, or I'm in like you know Copenhagen. Right. You know it's like and then I gotta suffer those consequences of whether I can speak it, write it or anything like that or not right. navigate. So right. it was very like, yo man, like the, you are responsible for everything you do now. And right. that just blew my brain. And I was like, Oh shit. And then I, like I said, I started reading too. I read a whole book for the first time. Like, wow. I, like I was reading, like I read, I read at least like five, six books 
and Damn. my um my lexicon grew <laughs> and, right, and all that right. shit. But uh, yeah. I read Catcher in the Rye for the first time finally, and I, I was always hearing about this book. I never knew what it was about. Yeah, but it's it's a pretty good book, and I started realizing I'm a I, I relate a lot to the character Holden Caulfield, you mm. know, and so it was very. Uh, it was interesting, man, and I, I miss it, and I got so addicted to traveling, that became my new drug, because I started to, when I came back, I would- um, Back to Sacramento. When I came back to Sacramento, I would get jobs, yeah. and then I would uh, I would buy a plane ticket for six months out, and then I'd work for the six months and just save, save, right. and then I'd just quit the job, and I'd bounce, and I'd go to like China, I went to Africa, I went to Canada, I started going, that's wow. what I started doing. I started traveling all over the world, and then, and Australia, that's another place too. Oh, and then, beautiful. What part? Uh, I went to Sydney, Sydney. And, uh, and Melbourne. Melbourne? Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And I then, hear it's uh, beautiful there too. It's, it's nice. It's wow. hella nice. And there people are great too. People are nice and some apes and lades have a mite. And uh, <laughs> it was great. And then, um, so we, um, so I started doing that. And then uh, at one point, I, I was like, I'm going to get back into stand up because I started stand up like when I was 16 and I stopped what? about 20. Hold on. So stand up was around, was birthed around the same time you were. Still dipping in and out of the movie theater hustle, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did how did you even get into stand up at like 15, 16 years old? How does uh, that even there was a um a teacher uh, at a continue I went to a continuation high school called American Legion. Mm-hmm. And um he he was a substitute teacher, his name was Mr. Cannon. Shout out to Mr. Cannon. Mr. Cannon, yeah. <laughs> he uh I was, it was a SSR, silent sustained reading class where all you're doing is just reading. And yes. so everyone's quiet. And I, you know, I can't right. handle quiet. Right. <laughs> so, right. so I start fucking around with joking and stuff like that. And like, you know, there's all, there's these other comics or these other class clowns. And, you know, it was three of us, but there, it was always like a constant battle, I guess, apparently. Yeah. And uh, we chatted within the, within, it's funny that I think about it now is that they were always pitting us against each other. Like, oh, uh, uh, Chris is funnier, Carlos is funnier than Steven. But the funny cat. Cats were just like we're just we're, we're, you're different funny than I'm a funny. Right. I don't know why they're trying to compare us, which right. is really interesting because I see that now. It's stand like, up, yeah, yeah, you, for sure. Like there's some killer cats, you know what I'm saying? And people were like, oh well, he's the number one comic, and it's like you can't really say he's the number one comic because yeah. he's a different comic from that guy. Exactly. That guy does dark comedy, and this guy is just very entertaining. Right. This guy could tell a story, right. and this guy knows how to deliver a setup and a punch. It's all different. It's a different right. kung fu, right? You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, so it's like. Um, but like I was saying, so so Mr. Cannon was like, uh, uh, oh, you think you're funny? And I go, man, I'm hilarious. Yeah. And he goes, oh, you think you could do that like in front of people and stuff like that? I go, I, what do you mean? He was like, a, like an open mic. And I was like, I made like 30 kids. Ki- I just killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can make six drunks laugh. That's easy. That's yeah. easy. So he was like, all right, cool. Uh, he goes, Mr. K that's over here on this other spot, he is a comedian. He'll take, we'll take you. So they hmm. snuck me into a bar when I was 16 what? years old at an open mic. What? And I went up and, uh, you know, and I didn't write nothing. I just, no material. I just went up because, you know, this is God-given. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm like saying? Like, you fresh out of fourth period. What's Bro. up? What's this? <laughs> like, it just comes out of nowhere. It's unnatural. <laughs> right. I went up, man, and I ate shit. Woo. I ate a bunch of shit. Woo-hoo. Dude, I ate so much shit. And <laughs> Mr. Cannon was back there. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> he was. He was probably, he was like, and then and then when I got off, though, because he was like, he goes, he was he was happy, though, yeah. a little bit. He was like. he yeah. probably wanted you to shut up in class, stop being such a clown. You want to be a clown? Go take your ass up there and see if you got what it takes there, right? <laughs> but it worked in reverse, because he was like, because I go, he goes, because uh, I, I, as soon as I get off, he goes, oh, how'd you like it? And I was like, it, it, uh, I didn't do very well. <laughs> yeah. And he, I go, but is this every week? And he goes, yeah. And I go, can you bring me back next week? And he mm. goes, what, what for? 
He goes, you didn't do very good. And I go, I know, I know, I know. But I, I, I figured something out. And he goes, what'd you figure out? And I go, I figured out two things. I figured out people are going to laugh uh, for one or two reasons. And I go, they're going to laugh because they think you're funny or they're going to laugh just to get you to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure out which laugh you're getting in real life. And then that's how you start to go. And he was like, interesting. So I started doing that. And then I started realizing this about me, too, and about being a you know comic or being young and doing it. Right. Don't nobody want to hear what a kid has to say because mm. a motherfucker don't have no experience. Mm. You, don't, you don't know anything about life. You're just right. all you're talking about is, you know, like Eddie Murphy said at one point, you know, all you know is talking about taking a shit. Right. You know, because that's Cause all, all you see. That's right. all you see. That's right. all you've done. Right. So I started like thinking in my head, like, yo, I was like. Yeah, because I'm performing at 17 years old, 16, 17 years old, 18 years old to people that are in their right. late 20s or even right. in their 30s, you know. And some of my favorite comics weren't in their late 20s. They're, they're in their they're in their 30s and their late 30s and stuff like that because they've experienced life. They're, right. they're, they're funny because they know and they've, they've observed every angle of it or lived it. So I was like, fuck it. Well, I need to go live some life, even though my life had been, you know, crazy and hectic prior to. Right. But at that time, I'm not I wasn't known to be. I'm. You're, my whole mentality is when you when I was a kid growing up in an area that I was in, you're never supposed to be vulnerable. There's no vulnerability to be mm-hmm. shown. And when you're a comic, for me, the way that I'm successful in in when I write or when I tell a joke, it's because I show vulnerability. Like, because yeah. yo, everybody has these, so every it's relatable to everybody. Right. So everyone can be like, yo, I do that too. Right. I thought I was the only one to do that. Right. Oh, and no. you never know until you're willing to be that vulnerable of how many other people have have experienced the same shit. Yeah. So you do this shit as a teenager, then you travel and backpack and you're cross country overseas. Then you come back to Sacramento and you still have that little itch of comedy. I can do this, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, because because uh, after I get done with all my world traveling, I was like, yo, I want to see, I want to see the states. Because I'd never seen the States before. Right. And I was like, yo, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back into stand-up. So I come back in about 2008, 2009, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I You're just- You're early 20s at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I, yeah, I'm like 25, 26, yeah. Gotcha. And I was like, um, okay, so I come back in and I'm like uh, doing all these open mics and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I remember uh, I was just, you know- because I, I, at this point too, I, I was uh, I was drying out. I wasn't. I didn't drink and I didn't do any drugs. Okay. I was I was dry. I was white knuckling it, as they say. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I got back into stand up, and like uh, two years after I'm into it, I'm starting to get. Excuse me. I'm starting to get paid, and I'm starting to you know travel and okay. get on the road. So early early on, you started going from open mics to getting booked and getting booked. Yeah, because okay. this one dude was like, uh, his name was Jason Russell. He was another comedian, and he was like, um, I. I, I I had insurance, I had a driver's license, and I didn't drink. And he was like, you're going on the road with me. <laughs> and right. I was like, okay. Right. He was like, so you're going to drive me and this and that, and da, 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 I'm going to teach you. Da, da, da. And so I started, that's how I got on the road. Gotcha. But that was just under his 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 wing. And But I knew in my head, you know, and I'd listen to what he'd say, and I wanted to be a good comedian. I didn't care about being famous. I just care about being a good comedian, being, being undeniably funny and being okay and being comfortable. I right. need to be, be comfortable so I'm no longer uh, uh, presenting a joke. I'm more longer just speaking right. and then just, you speaking know. Speaking your truth. Yeah, right. and then, because then you have this stream of consciousness. Right. I don't even want to, this other, uh, Burt Kreischer one time, like mm-hmm. he, uh, when I first got back in year one, he was like, I ate shit too. I was, I had my first broken heart. I mm-hmm. ate shit. And then he was like, I, I didn't even know who he was, but he was, he was headlining. And I, I came in to be a ringer because someone had dropped out of hosting 
and I was all depressed. And then he he, he, he was the only one laughing, and he gets off stage. He goes, he goes, dude, that's fucking incredible. And I was like, I just ate shit. Yeah. He was like, no, I see where you're at. He goes, I know exactly what you what you're like. He goes, you're like me. He goes, your stream of consciousness is funny. Mm. He goes, once you figure out how to get people on your stream of consciousness, mm. you don't ever have to write anymore. You'll never have writer's block. You can go on stage and develop a bit right then and there, right. and then tweak it here and there. And right. I was like, interesting. Right. Just a lot of the stand-up science that I was like n- not privy to at, at first. Right. And then I was like, okay, well, this is what I want to be good at. Right. So my whole main focus was like, I need to have more time. I need to get time. I need to be funny for a consistent amount of time. As a matter of fact, I need to be funny for over a consistent amount of time just in case I'm on the road. Right. And they're like, stretch. Right. We need to keep going because this guy, the headliner's drunk. Or, you know, this guy never showed up. Now you're the headliner. Okay. Now, and I'm like, okay, well, my, my page is bumped, so I got to, you know, present. Right. So my whole thing was like, I waited a long, a, a, like a little bit too long to finally jump on the road, a road like that. And mm-hmm. it was about four or five years. But from what I hear from the comics that I look up to, they're like, that's five to seven is good for you to be a solid on comedian. Yeah. Gotcha. They go, if you want to go on the road and you want to be funny and you want to be a solid comedian, they go, that's where you earn your, your stripes. They go, even if it's hosting. Right. They go, as a matter of fact, hosting is the most important because hosting, uh, dude, Put me up on hell a game one time when I hosted. Okay, he was like in Sac in Sacramento. He was yeah. I was at Laughs Unlimited. Okay, shout and, out to Laughs Unlimited. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Laughs Unlimited and Jenny <laughs> hooking yeah. it up, man. So shout this guy, out to Jenny. I was she, like, what I do? Uh, he goes, he goes, he goes. Uh, uh, you, uh, you know, you know how to host, right? Because they fired the host. Uh. I was at a Kanye West concert. This okay. is how much I want to do stand up. This, yeah. this was at a side. This was the Glow in the Dark tour, and I was like, yo, this is gonna be dope. This is how this, and so. Um, uh, we were like on the freeway and I get the call. They go, Hey, it's either out of you or this other comic. Whoever makes it here first gets the weekend because they fired. Oh boy. And I was like, Oh shit. I go, you guys, I'm dropping you off. I got to go. I, I bought three of the tickets for, for the people that didn't go because of my brother's birthday and my friend's to birthday. Go to the Kanye yeah. So I came out the pocket to God. take them and wow. I was like, yo, here, sell the ticket or give it to somebody who's, I was like, I got to go. So I went, and like I said, I'm not making, I'm making host money. So it's right. not even that money, but it's like, yo, I want to, I want to get in this comedy club. I don't give a fuck. Right. And um, so I get there and he goes, uh, the, the, the headliner goes, all right, man. He goes, do you know how to host? Cause we just got rid of that guy. Cause he didn't know how to host. And I was like, yeah, no, I know how to host. And he looked at me, he goes, you don't know how to host. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked at him too and I go, I don't know how to host. <laughs> he goes, all right, I'm going to give you a little crash course in hosting. And he goes, this is how it is. This is what hosting is. He goes, you're at the venue now. I'm at the venue now. Okay. I'm like 30 minutes to go up. This gotcha. is, they called the show's going on. Gotcha, you got to get here. Gotcha, gotcha. And so I was like, uh, I go, um, he goes, uh, so what you got to do is you got to, uh, so this is how you host, buddy. He goes, you ever, you ever throw a party in high school? And I go, yeah. He goes, all right, okay. You host, the, that's, okay. So you got a party in high school. Yeah. You want your party to be the best fucking party ever. He goes, you want your party to be so good because parties usually happen on Friday or Saturday night that they're talking about it at school on Monday. Right. That's how bad you want your party to be kicking. He goes, so this is what you got to do. How do you do it? You fucking open the door. You fucking greet them in. How you guys doing? You doing well? Doing great. That's good. I love it. I love I love that shirt. I love this. I, got, I, I want one like that too. What you call it? Come on in. Come on in. Hey, everything's going on here. The drinks are over here. The people are over there. This is going on. 
He says, by the way, matter of fact, that brings that makes that now I think about it, that's so funny because the other day I did this and that and da 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 da. Yeah, funny story, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh man, if you think that's a funny story, I got a great one for you. Cause my buddy, he's a fucking, he's hilarious. You gotta meet him. You guys, next guy coming out, give it a big round of applause, boom, and bring him out. Yeah. He goes, that's what it is. A host is just, he's like, you think it's your set. It's mm. not about your set, it's mm. about the show. He says, you may not be the the show, but right. you're the face of the show. Yeah. Because you got to keep coming back out. You got to you gotta have them like you. And then, because if someone, they don't like the next comic, you got to come back out and erase Bring that. Bring it back to life. Bring it back to life. And then I was like, interesting. And so he was very putting me up on game like that. And then I was like, okay, so now I know how to. And with that, with, with information like that, I was like, yo, now I know how to do things organically. Mm-hmm. Now I don't necessarily need to be in a structure or in a system when I'm telling a joke that if something goes wrong, if life happens right. while I'm doing this, right. I'm not thrown off. Right. I roll with it organically, right. and then we might come back to it. We might not come back to it. Right. Maybe that shit's dead. Facts. Maybe I go on to something else, and all of a sudden find some new shit. Right. Oh, uh, dude, that's bro. A dumb. Cheers, right there. Because <laughs> you know you're hitting home with me, bro. Because yeah. I've been hosting the uh, ten. This is my tenth year, 10, 10, 11 years. So it's all that stuff, bro. So yeah. The conversation that definitely is is hit hit. Hosting is a shit. Hosting makes right. a comedian way better than anything else. Yeah, and yeah, everyone's yeah. like, oh, they want to be a feature and oh, they want to be a headliner. It's yeah. like, yo, that's great, but you're not going to get the skills that you need in order to be the best headliner because yeah. everything that a host deals with, a headliner deals with it too, but in a different aspect. So let's say at the beginning of a show, people, it's a cold room. Right. So people are like not ready to laugh. They don't right. even have the rhythm of it yet. Right. Uh, they're meeting each other up. So they're talking. They're talking and, and uh, having like, you know, a conversation. I haven't seen you. Blah, 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 blah. And they're ordering drinks. Right. Another thing. So then, so let's take those, just those three examples and put them on at the end of the thing. So you're talking about a cold crowd. Now, now at the end of the, uh, the show, you're talking about a headliner that's dealing with a drunk crowd. That's not listening. So that's almost the same as a cold crowd that's not listening. But you, uh, and then you're dealing with uh, people that are talking because they're trying because they got the check drop. That's another thing too. So you got to deal with that whole check drop and all that stuff like that. Then you're dealing with like lulls too as well, and you already know how to do that because you've already, uh, uh, you know, helped the show out after someone else buried themselves. Right. And you know, so boom, boom, boom. It's a. Oh, it's that's true. It's like the gym. It's like the gym. It's like your, it's like American Ninja Warrior for comedy, right? Yeah. When you host them, because you do have to deal with everything. Got to bring the energy up. Control it sometimes when the wave is good. Let that wave stay and just yeah. and, and make sure the party is lit and it's and it's consistent and it's and it's free flowing and exactly uh, yeah man. So I, Same I, I, thing. I enjoy it. Even like even there like like even when you also have to know when to not when to back down too because yeah. like there'd be times where it's like the show is is really going good. Right. There's no need for me to right. be stepping in here. Like you go, you know what? We're gonna keep this party going and rolling. You guys still go? You guys right. still yeah? Let's go. All right, boom. bring it on. Right. Let's go. We're going right. to bring out a, ah, right. and boom, boom, boom. Before you know it, people are like, oh, shit, it's over? Oh, shit, that was 90 minutes? That's right. crazy. Right. Yeah, so it's a lot of that, too. Gotcha. But hosting is one of the, uh, uh, I'd say, underappreciated parts of stand-up because yeah. everyone thinks hosting, people think that hosting isn't a comedian. Yeah. But that's not true, man. That's yeah. one of the the things it's like, it's it's the base of the show. If you don't have a good host, yeah. fuck, dude. You, yeah. You're like, yeah, it, that's true. It, it sets the tone. That's true. That's true. Because you can have the dopest headliner, but the host is controlling the flow of the whole yeah. show. And it leaves all the responsibility and pressure on the headliner if the stage isn't set right. Yeah. And the show isn't great the whole night. You can have the best stereo system, but if someone don't know how to work the equalizer, then you're fucked. Boom. <laughs> you know yeah. Easy. 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 But it's like, it's crazy, man. And then like, uh, what was it too? 
about the about the hosting spot too, or about the headline. So you made it to the show in sack thirty minutes. He's giving you the, the speech of how to do it, right? Yeah, and then yeah. and then so and it clicked. It yeah. clicked. It just totally clicked. I was like, yo, this is. Uh, I figured it out, and well, I didn't figure it out. I was told I was given a blue a blue a blueprint, and then did it like that consistently. And I was like, okay, cool. And after a while, like you know, I just started getting on the road and, and doing it, and then producing shows that was another thing too because uh uh old boy was like he goes if you uh, another comic will always remember another comic to put money in his pocket right, right. and i at that time i thought that were to be true and i, I learned later on it's not yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. but that's that wasn't where where i gained the lesson at the lesson that i gained out of that was it doesn't matter what another comic remembers or what they don't remember it just remembers who you are right. don't do it to get anything back don't have right. an agenda otherwise right. you'll get um, what's feelings right here? <laughs> yeah, you get your feelings right here. Yeah, because Expe- those expectations will leave you lingering and hanging and waiting and resentment. Yeah, yeah. You see those comics too in the clubs that have, feel oh. like they've done this and they've done that and they've done people right and they're sitting around here with the with the sour face. Yeah, and it, and it affects your craft. It affects how other people you know uh, pick you up and want to interact with you. So exactly. the, that energy is can be toxic. There's there's some toxic. Energy there's hella in, toxic in the industry for sure. And that's why I'm like I was you know I I can't really control what other people do or how they react or whatever everything. I was like all I gotta do is just re- control how I react right. in my and you know so it's like I'm good man. Right. And but the thing I learned about that was producing and producing was a whole different hat oh, in the game. Yeah. So comedy to me was like playbooks. Right. You know how like right. every year every week in football you get a playbook. Right. You know like here's. You know, t- t- we're gonna play Dallas, so we only gotta t- attack Dallas this way. Here's your yeah. playbook. Or we're gonna play Bengals. We're gonna. So in stand-up, I was like, for playbooks, to me, it was like, okay, first playbook is be funny, and yeah. I was like, okay, got that. Right. And then the next playbook was like, okay, uh, here's the business part of it. Right. You know, and you're like, okay, so business cards, websites, marketing, da 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 da. And then the other one was like, then this third playbook came in here. The play was like politics, yeah. and I was like, oh. I don't think I like this, yeah. you know, and but I'm going to, I guess I'll do it, but I'll try to do it my way, I guess. Be, but every time I got a different playbook in this game that I'm kind of looking at was comedy constantly asking me, you still want to do this? Mm-hmm. Do you still want to do this? You get a lot of those moments. <laughs> you get a lot of, get those, a lot moments. of those moments. Like, Are you built for this? Yeah. You really think you built? All right. Yeah. Keep your head up. <laughs> and that's the thing too, man. I was like, yo, well, I know what I want out of this. The other day, I, put, I posted something too, and I was like, "I've been, ch- I've been uh, chasing the dream for 13 years, and didn't realize that I've been living it." Mm-hmm. I think I saw that too. Yeah, man. message. And because yeah, because sometimes you'll take focus off of what you, you know, because God gives me what I I need, not what I want. Yeah, and I just have to discern which what are my wants, and my needs, and then sometimes I realize the things that I want aren't even things that I want. Mm-hmm. It's the things that the world is telling society me that I want. tells us that. You yeah, want. and I'm like, as Yo. you're scrolling, you're like, I should have that. Why am I not doing this? Why am I not? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. I was like, yo, like I moved out to Vegas. I get to hang out with some of the funniest comedians, you know, ever. I get, right. to, I've got good relationships. I'm with good standings. And I was like, yo, I do stand. I, I talk shit and get paid for it. Right. Dude, this is dope. Like, what right. am I complaining about? Exactly. Do I have, why do I, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in a comment section reading negative things. So I'm kind of content where I'm at. Exactly. I'm actually good. Exactly. You know, and that's where the whole like going viral and all that kind of stuff has never been like a big desire, a big thing. Anybody who knows me knows like I'm not, I don't want to just, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a, it's a part of the business. Yeah. But man, there's so much peace when your perspective shifts to where you are, where you just recognize the the blessing and the gift that you have because a lot of people don't even tap into their gift and their purpose. Yeah. So recognizing that you have to get this one thing, being able to then turn that into something that can pay you and make you money and you have the opportunity yeah. to change your life with it, 
again, that's walking in your destiny. That's living in your purpose. That's all of those things. So mm-hmm. everything else is kind of uh, icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I was like, because like, cause we went to dinner. Like the first time I met you, uh, yeah, I was just yeah. coming in from town. Was it a Thai food place? Yeah, or? I went to a Thai food place, yeah. you know? And I like the idea that I can go and I could pay for everyone's dinner and be okay and yeah. not be stressed out about it. Yeah. Because God's given me these cool things and this good gift and this, you know, being this purpose. And yeah. I was like, so little things like that aren't supposed to be how I say little things. Those things are monumental, right. especially from a kid where I came from. Right. Like, dude, you, you're you not stressing off of anything. You don't have to worry about anything right now. How have you been um, perceived amongst your community and your family and your friends? Because you've been in the game for a while. Uh-huh. Um, you've been traveling and kind of doing some different things, but how has the support been? Because it sounds like you've been really driven. Uh-huh. You know, so has there been this outside influence of people or was this just a new per- side of yourself that you tapped into and all kind of an individual process yeah. for you? Everyone's pretty like the same. Everyone's the same. Like, yeah. it, it, uh, you know, if anything, my mom would just wanted, you know, she wanted me to get something stable. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have benefits, baby? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, yo, that's 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 OK. But that's that's yeah. her life. That's right. not my life. And it's yeah. like but you have to. Uh, and I also tell her too, like, yo, like. You know, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a strung out. I'm not doing bad. And you know the perception. And like you said, sometimes the perception of, you know, some people are like, "Damn, you should. Why aren't you further along?" Right. You know. And right. it's like, well, my main goal was never to be famous. Yeah. My main goal was to be funny. Right. My main goal, like like people were always like, "Oh, we'll be funny now." And I was thinking about this on the drive uh, uh, earlier about how like I'm funny, but not. On all the time, right? Because I, because in order to be funny, you have to be intellectual. Yeah, funny is a wit. Funny yeah. is something. Bop, 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 bop. Right. So it's like I'm not gonna be constantly making jokes over here and here and there. But when I see something that, that I'm like, okay, boom, that's funny, or I can say something like that. So when people are like, oh, you're not even that funny, or da 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 da, and it's right. like, well, I'm not trying to be funny right now because right now is because first off, you ain't paying me, right? Because I get paid now. But people expect that from you. Yeah, you're a comedian. You give me a joke, or he's not even. That, it's like you know what I mean. They, yeah. they don't get it. You know, it's so funny. One time, yeah, I was at a uh, at a at a Fourth of July thing. And then uh, this one girl was trying to be cute, and she was like, "They go, they go. Oh, this is my cousin Carlos. You know, he's a comedian." And she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And I was like, she, "And I was like, yeah." She was like, uh, "She was like, well, I'm funny too." And I was like, "Yeah, but I get paid for it." And then yeah. she, they were like, "Oh." Yeah. And, and and it's just sometimes it's it's like I'm like, "Yeah, why am I not further further enough?" And then I thought I'm like, but then in, like I said in my head, I was like, "Well, because like I'm not I'm not posting constantly on social media. I'm not doing the things in order to become famous." Yeah. And and I can't be mad at that because that's on me. Right. I don't want. And then I'm like, do I want that? And right. like you said too, like some. I like my anonymity. I like yeah. to be. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm I'm very in my head a lot. Like yeah, I I, got, I get depression. I got yeah. anxiety. I same, got all that shit. Same. Same. Well, I think a lot of comedians have the same stuff going on, and it's up to each of us individually to uh, to. Uh, kind of balance out mm-hmm. what we can take in and what we can handle, what we expose ourselves to, taking the time for ourselves, yeah. you know, outputting what we can output because there is a lot of pressure in the industry. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of late nights. So we owe it to ourselves to be protective of yeah. what we're putting out and how you know how much of the world we give ourselves. And then on top of that, too, like you said, too, uh, the output. And then when you're done with the output, you're exhausted. Yeah, like I'll fall into yeah. depression because of just being sheer exhausted by yeah. accident. Like, cause, um, like I'll go to, uh, you know, you do a show, and 
you know, for lack of a word, like say you do well. Yeah. Like I'm saying, cause, cause like when I say I'm, I'm, I'm good at comedy, I'm not trying to be cocky or confident. And then yeah. I, I'm just saying that I've been doing You're good it. at comedy. If I've been, I've been doing it for 13 years. If I've been building houses for 13 years, yeah. I should know how to build a house. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So, and there's some comics that are kind of done. Everybody think it's for them. I've been doing it 10 years. They're like, ah, yeah. It's kind of like one of those things you got to do, you don't, but you still can't tell somebody. This ain't for you, even after 10 years, because it may not click until yeah. 15, 20 years for them, too. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's a weird image. It's weird. <laughs> it's so crazy, too, because yeah. I'm like, man. Uh, but no, it, it, I am. Um, I, I, like, so you'll, I'll do good at a show, and it'll be on such a high. Yeah. And then the next moment, I'm yeah. in a hotel room by myself watching Sports Center, eating a Hot Pocket. Right. And now I'm like alone. Right. And then I'm quiet because ain't nobody around. And right. then before you know it, I'm not talking again until I'm talking at people. Right. And then I get done with my shows and I'm back home and I'm like, yo, here's my weekend. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go nowhere. I'm just going to relax. Right. And then I start realizing, ah, oh, I kind of want to do this another day, one more day. Yep. Then I start realizing I haven't talked I haven't talked to somebody in five days. Right. I've been in my head by myself. The only right. time I've talked is to at people. Right. And then I start like flipping out and then it gets dark and then I'm like, yeah. yo, okay, calm down, calm down. keep. But like I said, I mean, like if anybody, like there's things that I have to do in order to get myself out of those things. Yeah. And for me, like, like, like I, I'm, I'm sober now. Like I've, I've been sober for nine years. And so I go to meetings. I got a sponsor. I got sponsees. I work with cats. I work with people. I pray. I meditate. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Nice. And like, and I'm glad that you say that because <laughs> a lot of comedians, we just deal with this stuff internally. We deal with it in the dark. So I think speaking about it and not only speaking about it, but talking about what you're doing yeah. to prevent you from going back to those unhealthy habits. Because a lot of us, we, that's what we have and that's what we deal with. And we feel like we're all alone. So we do what everybody else is doing. Or we do what feels good in the moment. But mm -hmm. that's not going to give us what we ultimately say we want with our lives, yeah. which is success, happiness, and to be a great comedian and to do that. Those things can damper that that whole you know trajectory. Yeah. And because like I would like have a drink and drink it because I don't have an off button to yeah. when I drank. Like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> I would just go off. Because like you said, like I'm trying to fill that void. I'm trying to like, you know, like right. like not think or trying to be like, uh, uh, and so I was like, okay, I have to do other, I can't self-medicate anymore because it's not healthy. I'm ruining relationships. I'm not, you know, because uh, like my my bottom was was because I love stand-up so much. I was just about to ask, what, <laughs> what made you decide to change change your life and, and kind of turn things around? Because sometimes there is a bottom. There's, yeah. some, there's somebody or something that happens that make you say, this is the change. What was that like for you? I was, um, I was, I was like on a four day bender. I was kicking it with my, um, my cousins. What's a bender? Tell a bender. We got some old folks watching this. <laughs> a bender. Yeah. No, I was just on a, on a big, uh, Coke and, and yeah. drinking and, and pills, uh, you know, ride yeah. for like four days. And I was kicking it with my, 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 my cousin's stepbrother and he had just got out of prison. So I'm hanging out with him. And, you know, we're just going all over the place. And, by, and shit, now I think about it. Like, he's actually back in prison. He, he killed his girlfriend, like, Damn. a couple of years back. Like, on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. And so, but that was the thing, too. I was thinking in my head. I was like, yo, if I'd have still been out there, who would have known? I could have been still kicking it with my, my kind of cousin yeah. and an accessory to murder. Got you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm not saying that, like... You know, but I'm I'm not saying that that would have happened, but it's possible. You yeah. know, um, yeah. I, I, hopefully I'm smarter than I, I was smarter than that, but to uh, to get involved or get like uh, stick around in the thing. But I was so I was on a forty bender with that cat. Yep. Um, I'm watching. 
Bernie Mac has a documentary on Netflix. Love Bernie Mac. Yes. Yeah. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. That's the, that's the set. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I used to love fucking... Oh, uh, man. Stand-up comedy was the shit to me. Because yeah. I got exposed to it when I was a kid. My my, my dad's cousin was like... He said uh, an Andrew Dice Clay line. And I didn't know what he was talking about. I'm fucking seven. Right. And he was like... Um, you don't know who Andrew Dice Clay is? Like, oh no, he was like, go get, go in the closet, go up and get the tape. There's a tape, it's a big tape. It's, yeah. It says, it says Dice on it, it starts with a D. He goes, don't get the other one, the other one's yeah, another yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> XXX. Yeah, it starts with a D for something else. Yeah. And then, uh, so I grab it and then uh, 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 we watch it and I'm, and I'm exposed to this dude just, there's no instrument. There's right. no nothing. This guy is just fucking just him. Just confidence and right. yeah, hickory dickory die. And yeah, I was yeah. like, this guy is fucking killing it. Yeah. And then he Kennison is on the same tape. So and then I watch Kennison and I'm like, this is it's crazy because it's two different stand-up types. And I'm like, oh, you could do it different? Oh, you right. don't have to do this. Oh, this is cool. And then so I'm all excited about that. And um, I'm sorry, I fucking was talking about the um The Bender. The Bender, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, because because of Bernie Mac. Because yeah, of Bernie yeah, Mac. Yeah. So so I was like, yo, yo, yo. So I'm watching I would watch Def Comedy Jam constantly. Oh, that was my yeah. shit. Hell yes. I, I grew up on Death Comedy Jam and that's how I thought comedy was done yeah. I thought Martin Lawrence is how you do stand-up I didn't know how big an influence Martin Lawrence is on me until I, later on because he was on Death Jam and never did the same set over yeah. so when I started stand-up I never did the same set over I, I, I thought it was cheating if you right. said jokes over I seen right. the comedy's doing over I was yeah. like oh he's same. horrible right. he's, he did that shit last week <laughs> And then someone told me they go, no, you can you can work on it and get right. it better. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. But right. so uh Bernie Mac was on it, and I see the documentary. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Yeah. And I am drunk and I'm watching this shit. And I'm just like, so like I I've, I've been kicked out of high schools and I never went to I'm only in like one year, but I'm drunk in my yearbook too. Yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah, I'm like somebody find that picture. I want to see drunk <laughs> call of I'm like 14 years old. <laughs> right. You were on movie theater hustler. You were yeah, a pimp. I was out movie here doing it. I got time for school. I got time for picture day, bro. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. And so I um I was like, I was watching it and I was getting excited. And like I said, like I didn't I didn't finish, I didn't do a lot of high school things. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I didn't go to prom, I didn't go to you know, I don't. I wasn't on a basketball team. I wasn't on a, any of that shit. Right. So, like, when people watch stuff in movies, when they see a basketball movie, they're like, "Oh, they can contextualize with it." They're like, "Oh, I've 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 shot a shot and had the crowd react. Yeah. I've I've been to a dance and and you know I right. know what that feels like. I don't know what none of that shit feels like. I don't have any reference." But I watched Bernie Mac and I was like, I know exactly what that yeah. feels like. And yeah. I go, and there's not a lot of people that know what that feels like. Right. I go, I've been on stages where all of a sudden one night it just happens and you you take from here to there to there to there to there and you fucking throw them and you're just feeling, having a good time to where you get off the stage and you don't even know what the fuck just happened. Right. And I was like, I do this shit. I do that shit. And I realized I don't do that shit no more. Yeah. I do this shit. I sit here and I drink and I do blow in the closet so no one knows that I do it. You know, it's mm -hmm. just, you know, and... And that's and I, I don't even go to comedy gigs no more. Like I'm I'm kind of calling out. Like, mm. And I was like, you got distracted. Even, yeah, I was like, I don't even like this. Yeah, I like I like that. I'm just used to this. And yeah. I go, I gotta fix this. And I prayed to God. And like I said, man, people that got a problem with God, don't worry, God don't got a problem with you. Yeah. So I'm I'm like, God didn't speak to me, mm -hmm. but it was like I have to explain. I have to describe it as the force, like mm -hmm. like the Jedi type of shit. Yeah. I just woke up the next morning and knew what I needed to do and where I needed to go. Wow. And I was moved to do it. So I went to a meeting and I got to a meeting and then wow. I was like, there was one minute left in the meeting and I flipped out. I had a panic attack. I didn't know it was a panic attack at the time, wow. but I had a panic attack and I was like, why am I? I was like, what's going on? Flashing, hands got heavy and Damn. I was like, couldn't breathe. And I was like, oh shit, what am I? And so I left 
but I was like, I have to finish the meeting. I missed a minute, so I have to go back at seven. Mm -hmm. And then I went back and I finished the meeting and I realized later on why I had the panic attack. And mm -hmm. it was because finally I was in a place which was a crazy place because it was a ton of weirdo motherfuckers, but they were all speaking some shit I understood mm. about, you know, insecurities, about, you know, not having enough and drinking and failing and this and that. And I understood and I felt safe in that environment, which is crazy because these are a bunch of fucking weirdos. Right. Look like Pirates of the but Caribbean. But they were talking crew. your language. They were talking things that you could relate to. Just yeah. Like the comedy and, documentary. And I felt safe in this weird ass room. And I knew in a minute that I was going to have to go out into that world where I wasn't safe anymore. Yeah. And that flipped me out. And so what did I do? Fucking lashed out and fucking got up and left. Yeah. But I went back and I kept going back. And then like the next day I, I met my sponsor. And then nice. psh, nine years ever since, man, I've been having a good time. I've been Bro, living life, that's man. That's dope, man. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you've been on this on this comedy run for a long time, man. I mean, what's, what, what, where do you plan to, to kind of take things from here? Or do you, or a stand-up comedy it for you when you want to continue to stay uh, there's, in that game? There's stuff I'd like to do. Like, I, I love acting. I like uh, being silly. Like I've always wanted to be an actor. I'm a big film fanatic. I'm a cool. big movie fanatic. Cool. You know what I'm saying? But like, I, I, I like being a comedian, yeah. you know, I respect it. I respect the art form. I don't like people that use this to, as an entry level position in the conglomerate of show business and yeah. then just kind of like disrespect it. Yeah. So it's like, I'm very, I would like to be a bigger comedian. Yeah. And if I could do side things and I could do side things, but I'd like this to be my main thing because I'm the boss here. Right. I get to write. I get to pay. I get to be paid. I get to comment. I get to do all this stuff. And like, I, I get to be creative all the time and evolve. You know what I mean? So, yeah, 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 and if yeah. people don't want to jump on that, then they don't have to jump on that. That's not like, I, that's okay. Cause that, this is, this is what I do. Right. This is not what you want me to do. Nice. And so yeah. what, 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 Brought you to Vegas. I mean, Sacramento, you're obviously rolling, you're hosting, you're producing shows, people are starting to know you around the town, you're making noise, you've been mm -hmm. on the road. Where the hell is Vegas coming to play with all of this? Uh, yeah, man. So, like I said, uh, that was the thing too about that. Did you like, get here by accident like I did? Just no. Off I, the whim, or did you plan this shit out? No, I was like completely off the whim. <laughs> well, because like, California was kept closing down. Yeah, and I I love stand up. Yeah. I I can't I I I need to do it. It's not not like I need like I'm gonna die For or anything sure. like that. But it's like it's something I like doing. Oh, I yeah. love going to the movies. As soon as the movie theater opened up, I went to the movies. Yeah, you know, because yeah. I love going to the movies. So um, Zoom shows wasn't it? No, yeah. Zoom shows wasn't it. <laughs> I need the connection. Yeah, I need right. the live connection. I'm not even a good comedian. Like I realized this too, especially with like the Laugh After Dark, the, yeah. uh, like the tapings and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like I've realized like. I have to, that's a different skill set. Yeah. A live show is a complete different skill set from a tape show. Yeah. Because you're not performing for the audience right. in front of you on a live show. You're performing, I mean, I mean, for, for a tape show. Right. You're performing for the audience sitting at home. So, I mean. Everything I, doesn't translate. No. Nope. Yeah. I've seen some people eat shit at a live show and then yeah. all of a sudden seen it and record it. And I'm like, oh shit, it, they did actually pretty good. Like, it looks good. Right. You know, and I've seen some people kill on a live show and they go like, oh fuck, man, he got a lot bigger laughs than this. Yeah. I don't know why it's kind of. Right. Because, yeah, so it's it's a lot of different skill set, man. So, but like I said, I was leaving California because there was nothing going on. Yeah. And I flew out here. I went to, I went to go play some bets in okay. Reno. Okay. Okay. So I went to play some bets in Reno. And when I got there. No masks. And I was like, what? And then there were people who were eating inside. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And I go, are you guys, are y'all free out here? I was like, what the fuck? Well, yeah. right, right, right. I was like, yo, do you guys got a movie theater? And they're like, yeah. I go, is it open? And they go, yeah. I took myself to dinner and a movie. I went on a date. <laughs> <laughs> Taking myself out. <laughs> I, fucking, I was like, hell yeah. So I went. Right. And then I go, if Reno's open, we're that's Nevada. Vegas got to be open. Right. So I went straight home, got a plane, got a ticket, flew up. 
flew, landed. When I landed, the world changed again because that's when the I, I landed the day that they attacked the Capitol. Oh shit! So like, yeah, they, oh, yeah. I, I land. They the, the Capitol's attacked. Doctor Dre had a heart attack. Kim and Kanye split up. I was like, yeah, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, I was just in the air for only an hour and a half. Right. And then so uh, I get here. I I, I kick it with Tricks and, and, and DJ. Shout out to Tricks. Yeah, and DJ both good good dudes. Vegas has got a cool little community too. Yeah, right? they got a good community. And and yeah. I was like, yo, and then, and then there was like twelve other comics that I knew that were here. And then Jack was like, "Yo, man, I, I got rooms over at the Cosmo, but you could have my rooms at the uh, at the at the Trop because I'm at the the Laugh Factory all week." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, cool." And then some some so now I have a week to stay, you know, and I got rooms paid for. Right. And I don't know who told Matt or anything like that, but Matt was like, "I heard you're in town." I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, he goes, I didn't book a feature. Would you do you mind featuring?" I go, "I don't care. I'll do anything. I'm on some stage time." Right. So he's like, "All right, cool." So then I was like, "I got work already. This is cool." Right. And, then I went and hung out with Jay, and Jay showed me his apartment. And I go, how much you paying for this? He told me. I was like, are you shit? I went straight to the leasing office. Yeah. Four days later, I was yeah. here, and I was like, done. And just like that. Just like that. And yeah. and the traveling has been it's, – it's been good, man, too, because this is a, a nice little hub, too, where you can fly in yeah. and out. There's a lot that. of places that are nearby. It's really accessible. Then the Raiders moved here, too, and that's my team. So it's- Raiders. <laughs> Fucking Raiders, bro. <laughs> they don't fuck around out here, bro. Oh man, it's it's crazy. And so you know what's funny too, man, that I noticed about the Raiders because I went to I went to the Monday night, the first one. Yeah. Um, they uh uh they they're cashless. Oh shit. Yeah, so that. you can't use any cash. Wow. You got it's all got to be card and and, and transfer right, over. Right, I think I heard that. Yeah, I was like, dude, that's crazy. That means that kills off like most of their clientele because we're all drug dealers. Right. Bro. In <laughs> like, Vegas, the, right? Ain't no whole money in there. They can't bring them dollars yeah. in there. What you got? Ain't nobody. Ain't no transfers coming over. That it's, it's wow. just weird, man. It's different though. It's a different feel from Oakland to here completely. Gosh. Uh, the games are just just night and day. It's nice. Weird. So comedy is killing. You keep yourself big as in Vegas. There's a lot of women out here. A lot yeah. of booty out here. How was the how have things been? You met any cool people along the way? You still playing the field? You just doing you now? I got a girlfriend now. Oh, yeah. there we go. I got a girlfriend. I got a girlfriend the last day I left Sacramento. I'm like, okay. are you shitting me? I was single for ten years, Damn. just doing stand up. I chose to be. I was like, yo. Stand up is going to be the number one because I always hear these horror stories about yeah you can't it's going to be really hard and you know because if you want to date a comic it's like comics are like yo yeah. are you free Tuesday yeah. night because yeah. like <laughs> I am date night I can't yeah. take you out. I'm going to break promises it's going to be hard right. so I was like I'm just going to save myself from the stress and I'm like just not going to you know commit to anyone or anything like that and just do stand up right and so I chose and uh, but then I met this uh, I met this girl and. You know, we hit it off and we're cool, and she's uh, she's uh, she's understanding of it, like completely understanding. I'm just nice. like she, I would say because she's not she's not a young chick, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. She's not old old chick, but she's just right. not she's not the young chick where it's like, you know, I need you to have your own life too. Yeah, that's what I need. That's so important. That's important. I was yeah. like, we don't need to be like this. We're right. not we're not a teenage couple where right. we're gonna think we're gonna lose each other. Yeah. I, you have. I don't need your friends to be my friends, and right. I don't need my friends to be your friends. Yeah. But we. But we could be all. Court- so it's like it's gotten to a point where it's it's really good to. We do live our own separate lives, but we come together because we want to, not because we feel like we're bonded because of the title. Come on, man. That's a whole podcast <laughs> yeah. in itself right there, bro. Dude, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope, man. It's, it's a trip. And that's how, like, but seriously, that's how I write stand-up. I yeah. write stand-up like how we're talking now. Yeah. Like, so when I was 18, I heard this um, quote, and it said, uh, you know, if you, um, if you make people think, they will hate you. But if you make people think that they are thinking, then they will love you. Mm. And I was like, oh, shit. So I started writing stand-up like in that aspect because I was like, interesting. Because, you know, when you make people think, like, ah, I don't want to think about all that shit. That's stupid, man. I don't think about all that. But if you 
spark the, uh, the, 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 the ignite their thought process yep, yep. and kind of got them along and let them, uh, let them do their own thing. They're right. like, you know what? I get it. I understand it. I know what you're talking about. Cause this and this and that and this. That's why a lot of the, like, I like jokes that people get laughs and then people are like, damn. Yeah. Like, like. Yeah, there was some comedian who even said, you know, comedy is supposed to make you uncomfortable. It's supposed yeah. to challenge your thinking. So, all mm-hmm. the way. That's why, you know, shout out to Chappelle when he's able to speak on, you know, some stuff that's going on in the, in the world. Yeah. Media's going to deal with you. There's a lot of political comics or comics that can give you perspective. So, I think it's, I think it's real good. And, and one more question too, mm-hmm. man, before we, before we wrap this up, man. I really want to know because you've, you've had a, a crazy journey. What, what is it that motivates you? What motivates me? Yeah. Shit, man. <laughs> not, not failing. <laughs> I just don't want to fail. Yeah. You know, um, that's what motivates me. I think a lot too has to do with like, like failing like uh, family and stuff like that. You know, yeah. cause I'm like, yeah, I want to, you know, you want people to be proud of you. Yeah. You want people to, you know, that's mainly one thing too, is like, I want to, I want people to be proud of me. Like I like the idea of the respect factor too. Yeah. Like, yeah. There are comics that are aren't famous that I respect completely a lot. Yeah. There are people that you know. There are people out in the world that I respect. You know, it's, and I like the way that I respect somebody. That's what I would like for someone with me to like. Yo, just like oh man, like also to be kind of like it's so oh, it's so it's so it sounds so stupid, but it's like you know I you know I I want to uh, that whole confidence complex thing I was talking about. Like mm-hmm. I want to be able to like, yo, man, let's, I want everyone to have a good time and I want everyone to be okay. Yeah. You know, I know it's not possible all the time, Yeah, but I want people to, I want to inspire people to try to do that right now in the moment, especially around me and when you're with me. And I want, and it doesn't even need to be, I don't even need to be funny. I don't even need to be, we can even have a good time not talking at all or just, just existing and being together in a moment. I think that's, that's what I really, I think that's what motivates me to be that type of person and, and I think comedy is the way for me to do it because it's so instant and so reactionary right now. So, and so when people get ex- when people get offended when pe- when comics talk, then you're not living in the moment with me. Yeah. What you're doing is you're checking your agenda in the back of your head to see if you could be okay with this or to see if you can get something out of this. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if I if I stand up and and call them out on this, then I look like a good person, yeah. and finally I'm somebody good. But it's like you're doing it to the wrong person. You're doing it to somebody that knows what he's saying is kind of silly, but also you know kind of educating too. Like like with the I'm so sorry to keep going on, no, but yeah, yeah. the um, like I said with the stand up comedy, like you, with the way I write sometimes, like I'll, I'll I'll have a big thing of truth. People don't like truth, yeah, you know, because truth creates a line, yeah, you know, and then people will like oh so you know so you, I create this big thing of truth. And then I'll have to cut it up in fun-sized bites yeah. so people can digest yeah, it or yeah, understand it. Yeah. Then at that point, now we're no longer in a debate. Now we're in some sort of like conversation a little bit and people will laugh at it and they'll be like, you know, they won't be so upset or offended. They'll laugh and they go, I don't, they'll say this. I don't agree with what you're saying, yeah. but I get what you're saying. Right, 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 That's right. all I'm asking. Right. You don't have to agree, right. but you have to understand. Right. And I think we need a lot Bam. more of that. And we'll leave it right there, <laughs> yeah. bro. That's dope. And that's all we're saying <laughs> for, for, for comedians to the fans that enjoy comedy. I mean, you know, I have to always agree with, with anybody in the world, but we have to at least kind of understand. And we're all allowed to have our own opinion. 
So, yo, this has been another dope fly episode of Detail <laughs> with Laugh After Dark. Carlos, man, it's been a pleasure, man. Please tell the people what you got coming up uh, in the next couple of months. If there's anything we need to look out for and where we can follow you, bro. Uh, yeah, I'll be at Laughs Unlimited uh, February 14th. Um, and then I'm going to be, oh, I'll be at Dirty at 1230 at April 8th. Nice. And then, oh, Boston. Uh, I'll be at Boston, um, what was it, uh, from the 16th to the... The 19th? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, okay, so it's February, March, and April. We got something in each month where I'm at. Most of. But yeah, yeah. And yeah. then uh, Carlos Comedy uh, yeah. on Instagram and carlos.net. Where I got movie reviews and shit like that on, on TikTok. Where nice. I, where I just do minute, no spoilers. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to get scammed, guys, you go right <laughs> out here and follow his TikTok if you want to. Yeah. Somehow, some way, your money going to come up missing. <laughs> Yo, man, I've been your boy, Charlie Wilson TV, man. Shout out to Carlos Rodriguez. May y'all continue to follow him and support what he's doing. Hey, man, this has been Fly. I'm going to drink my drink. He already done drank his water. I'll see y'all on the next episode, man. Peace. We out here. Did you like that? Come on, man. That was a good-ass episode, man. Look, I don't want you to miss out on the next one. Take a quick minute. Hit the subscribe button down below. That way you can get a notification. And you don't want to miss out? You don't want to miss out? I'm looking out for you. (laughs) I'll see you guys on the next episode.